0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com This week's parasha we find where the daughters of Tzavchad approach Moshe and they say we're concerned that we are not going to get any Rusha. just because our father doesn't have any sons does that mean we shouldn't get any Rusha? and Moshe goes to Hashem and Hashem says that is the halacha. when there aren't any sons then the girls should get Moshe hears this Moses starts to think about his own Yerusha. And Rashi tells us, very interesting, once he figures that the daughters of Slavkar are getting, Omar, Higiyah, shot, the time has come, that I should claim for my needs. And I should think about my family. Yishu, Yishu, that my son should inherit my position. Moses was the leader and he felt his time is coming to the end and he should set up his own children. Amerleik Kolis Baruch Hu. Hashem says to him, That's not what I had in mind. Kidai Hu Yeshua. Yeshua is worthy. Litoschar Shnusha. He should take the reward of his service. Shleimash B'taycha Oyel. As the Torah tells us in Sefer Shemayis and Moshe, that Yeshua did not move from the tent of Moshe. Yesh- of and he took care of it, he arranged the chairs and the benches, and he cleaned up, and he prepared. And therefore, Yeshua should be the one to inherit Moshe, Maisha, his Moshe's position. And then Rashi quotes, And this is what Shlomo says in Mishlei. the one who guards the fig tree, He should eat its fruit. In other words, the one who guards the tree, the fig tree, He's the one who should get eat its fruit. Yeshua, he's the one who guarded Moshe's tent, so to speak. He took care of it. He is the one that will take over from Moshe Maisha, position. Now, it's interesting. Why of all trees does Shleim HaMelech pick the fig tree? Why did he just say the person who watches over the orange trees? Or the apple trees? Or the olive trees? Why the fig tree? And if it doesn't really mean the fig tree, it just means any tree, then that's what Shlameh should have said. Whoever watches the tree, he gets to eat its fruit. Why does he pick the fig tree, bedafka? And the Medeshan Chumah says the fig tree is different than every other tree. Because every other tree, when the oranges ripen, you pick the oranges. When the apples ripen, you pick the apples. Same with the olives. The fig tree doesn't work that way. In fact, the fig tree, the way it works is that every day you have to check it. And there's a few figs that are ripe, and you have to go and reap those fig trees, those figs. The next day, you have to check it again, because every day the figs ripen. They don't all ripen at the same time. And Rashi initially explains that if you leave the fig on too long, it's going to get wormy and moldy. And therefore, you have to check the fig tree every day. This is very different than an orange tree or an apple tree, where over there... Once all the ripens, they all ripen at the same time. All the oranges ripen at the same time. All the apples ripen at the same time. You come, you take them all. Not the fig tree. The fig tree has to come every single day. And from here, this farm explained, Moshe was being taught by Hashem. The reason why Yeshua gets it is because Yeshua was there every single day. And what a tremendous lesson this is for us. A person sometimes thinks, I want to go and become great. I want to be a great person in something in some area and they try and they try and it doesn't work. What Shleim Melch is telling us life is not like an apple tree or like an orange tree, it's more like a fig tree which means you can't jump to the end. You gotta take it step by step. You have to be there every single day and that is how one becomes and excels and grows. Sometimes we feel that we're trying, we're trying. We don't see any success. And that's why we tend to give up. There's a wonderful Rav Amantzi, Rav Daniel Koren. He recently told me a very interesting episode that happened with him. He's very involved in Kiruv. At one time he was flying back from Eretz Yisrael. Sitting right next to him on the plane was a fellow, a non-religious Israeli fellow. In the middle of the plane ride, it was time to daven. So Rav Korin takes out a tzvillin. He starts putting on his tefillin, and he daven's. When he finishes davening, he turns to the fellow next to him and says, "Sir, would you like to put on the tefillin?" Okay, so no, it's okay. And of course, says, "You know, why not? You should try. Put on tefillin. It's a big thing." Guy politely declines, and of course, saw that it's the time to stop. So he doesn't say anything. They get their food. He eats, and of course, drifts off to sleep. He wakes up a little while later, and sure enough, the fellow next to him is wearing tefillin. And now, of course, he's very surprised. He looks and he sees they're not his tefillin. So when the f- person next to him finishes davening, and he takes off the tefillin, he turns to him and says, whose tefillin are these? He's on. Oh, he points to the guy next to him by the aisle seat. He goes, they're his. He says, really? Why did you s- decide to put them on? Well, he asked me to. And now, of course, felt very bad. He said, you know, I- I'm in Kiruv. This is my job. I couldn't get the person next to me to put on tefillin. I wonder what he did. How did he do it? He waited a little while until the fellow next to them in the middle got up, and he walked around the plane. And then he turns to the person at the aisle seat and says, Sir, could you tell me? How would you get him to put on the tefillin? I tried, I couldn't get it. What would you do? I don't know. I just asked if he wants to put it on. He said, yes, sir. He put it on. And now, of course, really felt bad. He said, maybe I'm in the wrong line of work. I'm in Kiev and I couldn't get the guy to put it on, and the guy next to him, just like that, and the whole flight, he just didn't feel good about himself. As they were landing, he turns to the guy next to him and says, I'm sorry, sir, but I have to ask you, why did you put on the tefillin? I mean, I asked you if you want to put him on, you said no. Why, when he asked you, did you say yes? So, I'll tell you the truth, when you asked me to put him on, I had no interest. The person next to me asked me to put them on. I said, you know, I'm over 30,000 feet in the air. If the guy on the right side has asked me to put on film, and then the guy on the left side of me has asked me to put on film, that's a simmon, that's a sign from heaven. I better put them on. And of he felt much better. Because he realized that his request did something. It accomplished something. Because his first request was what allowed the fellows second request to be the second. You can't walk into the store and you see something, you know, buy the buy one, get the second half off, and tell the person, okay, I just want to buy the second one. It doesn't work. You have to buy the first one, only then could you buy the second one. Same thing here, this fellow would not have put them on if he wouldn't have been asked by two different people. And therefore, of Koran's request, accomplish something. And this is so often what happens to us. We work on something and we don't see that we're successful, we don't see any movement. We don't see any success. That's not true. There's always success, but it's like the fig tree. You got to show up every day. You got to do and put in the work every single day. And if you do that, we'll finish what it says in Mishlei: Neitzet Eina yechel Pirya. The one who guards the fig tree is the one who gets to eat it. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.